You're listening to Bravo Should Be Fun with Liz, Alex, and Micah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Bravo Should Be Fun. Um, I am one of your hosts, Micah, and I'm here with Liz and Alex, and we are all having a pretty fun week. At least I am. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Took some time off. I'm off until Wednesday. Woohoo. Oh, hell yeah. Just need to rest and relax and fighting off the holiday burnout. I just feel like I keep taking on more burnout. <laughs> That's going to happen. This is very true. Kids, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a lot. They're a whole lot. I got to go to a Christmas concert slash Santa brunch today and the two-year-old flipped out because she saw a big sissy there and was like screaming for her and it was a whole thing. But it was still a pretty good time. That was cute. It's adorable. And I decided maybe I wasn't busy enough this week. So I decided to have my parents come visit and paint the garage. So all of that's finally done now. Are they the ones painting the garage? I wish. <laughs> Alex, how's your week going? Good. I... I'm finally settling into my Airbnb a little bit more. So that's good. I have new neighbors every day upstairs <laughs> in the other Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> How much longer are you there? Do we know? Until the 22nd. And I'm going to go home for a little bit and then come back and who knows. I like it. That's good. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm living that digital nomad life, I guess. Digital nomad. Well, I don't think we discussed this, but um, I, th- I feel like it's kind of an interesting topic. When you walked into your Airbnb the first time and there was another man just standing there saying he had rented the place. So Yes. I don't think we did talk about that. I left for maybe like five hours at most. All I had the keys to was the bottom lock, not the deadbolt. So I tried to get in and the bottom unlocks. I'm like, all right. And I can't get in. I'm like, okay, well, I know I don't have keys to this place. Finally, I get let in by some gentleman who is like 6'5", standing in here. And this place is very retro for no one that can see, but like it's like Mary Tyler Moore (gasps) in a Barbie dream house. I love it. It's very like unique though. Like you know what you're renting. And I saw the unit above that was also for rent. Totally modern. So I'm like, okay. So that guy opens the door and I'm like, what? I I think... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's fighting with me he's like no this is my place and the look on the table i left a trader joe bag i'm like no that that's my trader joe bag like no those that's my stuff in there get out of my stuff see that movie barbarian because this is exactly how it starts oh god no i'm probably happy i haven't seen it too right it's kind of scary but i i recommend it justin long is in it it's pretty good it's definitely scary though he had managed to put the futon down he managed to start smoking cigarettes and weed in the unit and left the seat up. Ew. And he didn't even see. I had a heating pad on the bed. He went into the closet. He didn't see my toiletry bag. Like, I do not understand how this happened. It's the weed. It's all the weed. Liz, are any fun, like, vacation plans while you're out? No, it really just stays off of work, which is just a vacation in itself. I was, like, in preparation for taking the time off. I was like working until 2 a.m. the other morning. So I'm just going to do some fun holiday stuff around the city of beautiful city of St. Louis. Um, and just like, you know, go see they do. They have a couple different parks around here that have like all the Christmas lights set up that you can drive through. Oh, cool. 
So um, my niece and nephew are finally at an age where you can do that. So that'll be fun. That sounds so fun. There are a couple different around the city. There are a couple different neighborhoods that like they all, you know, hold hands together and jump off the bridge of setting up, really decking their house out with Christmas lights. So people just drive through the little neighborhoods. One's called Candy Cane Lane, um, like unofficially, but it's like everyone on the street has to like go all out. So it's really cute. I love that. Do you think that's in the HOA policy? Like when you sign to live here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it should. You have to know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's candy cane lane. They go hard. <laughs> There's no playing around. <laughs> Micah, did you say you got a little bit of Botox this week? I did. And you know what? We've gotten a lot of like fun feedback on episode one, which is very exciting. But um, one of the fun things, which I should have given my friend a shout out before, but my friend Krista, aka Kitten Double XO, <laughs> um, wrote and recorded the song HBIC, which is what we use for our intro. Um, so shout out to Krista. But I was high off the episode one fun and um, jamming out to some HBIC on my way to get some Botox. And you can find her on Instagram because I used her um, for one of my posts too. Or like, you know, we all help out with the social. So you can find her on Instagram and use her music, which I'm going to be doing as well. I mean, Alex and I, we all kind of share in the social responsibilities. Alex does the majority of it. But like one post that I did, I logged in and used that song. So it's very fun. We have such a legit artist behind us. Big shout out to Dorit Kemsley too. Because she likes her her Hanukkah shout out. It's our day three of our Hanukkah celebration of our favorite Jewish Bravo celebrities. <laughs> she sure is. Uh, speaking of, should we go ahead and get into Beverly Hills? It was such such a good week. I can't remember exactly what the like you know the dun 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 moment was of where they like you know someone says something. And they just show Kyle reacting to it like a deer in headlights, basically. Oh, yeah. well, she always reacts like that. Yeah, it was her, I can't afford to be depressed line. Oh, right. Yeah. She actually can't afford a lot of things. <laughs> if anyone can afford depression, it's probably Kyle. Right? Her and Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing that I was confused as to why people didn't like hone in more on that line of like, well, why are you so depressed? What is making you so depressed? That was a massive missed opportunity. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, Anne Marie was kind of being the one who was like, what's going on? What's going on? And like, no one actually asked. Right. So they're all tiptoeing around. Right. But also this is another thing I was like thinking about throughout the week. And it's such a sudden, it's like the main issue in the, at this dinner, besides the other ancillary arguments that were going on with, with Denise and Erica, which we'll get into in a bit, but like Sutton is being such a wasp being like, um, you know, not saying the one thing of like things that she is, they're both being wasps basically and not saying that they're feeling hurt by the other person about X, Y, Z. It's very odd. It is. It is like, they're afraid to be totally vulnerable with each other because this, this argument is sort of acting as like a way to dig at Kyle. I think. And like, because I believe at this time, they're all surrounded by all of these tabloid, you know, articles coming out about Kyle and Mauricio, but Kyle isn't telling them anything. Also, I think they care about Kyle, you know, especially the women that have had the longstanding friendships with her. But I think that 
they are kind of insulted that they're on the show and they're not getting any dirt from her when, you know, that kind of would give them a leg up in a way. I don't know. Am I off on that? No. And I <laughs> I think it's a little crazy that like Dorit isn't speaking up more about that too because, I mean, she shared about PTSD and her robbery and like, I mean, it, <sighs> Kyle won't even talk about anything ever. Ever. In the last few seasons, what has her storyline been other than coming for other people? Whose marriage was she attacking like a year or two ago? Is it Denise's or no? I can't remember. Everyone's. Yeah. <laughs> Denise's, you know, they were constantly saying to Denise, be honest, be honest about the whole Denise and Brandy Glanville hooking up. That was up. so weird. That led to Denise, you know, basically quitting the show because I'm guessing if they did actually have a fling that Aaron wouldn't be happy about it. But yeah, that was the whole thing that Kyle has always said, be honest or own it. Lisa own it was the line from Rinna, right? So they're all in some way, Kyle's trying to call people out and being honest. And Kyle will get so much more like, I'm I'm growing to hate her this season because she's not just being vulnerable. I okay, so I had to get like a little surgery done on Friday. Totally fine, by the way, but it was something I had to do. And um, unfortunately, it wasn't plastic surgery, but I did have to get surgery. And of course, in the recovery, I just popped on Bravo, watched a little Ultimate Girls Trip because that was what was on at the time. And I kid you not, the part that came up was um, the girls trip that Kyle was on. And she sat there talking about how there's no curse. Bravo doesn't wreck your marriage. Beverly, you know, Housewives is not a problem for your marriage. And she was just talking about how great her marriage was. And I was like, huh. That wasn't even that long ago. Did you do a spit take? <laughs> I think I was too hopped up on drugs, but I wish you guys were there because I was looking around, you know, and there's nobody around to uh, laugh at this with me. But yeah, I don't know about y'all, but, but I really think the highlight of the evening, well, there were two for me. One was Sutton lighting up a joint at the dinner table. That was unexpected. Oh, I feel like that would be like an Alex move, I think, if we had a week. That, that would be an Alex move. <laughs> I don't know. What was she trying to prove with that? Like, why didn't she just have some of the THC? I was confused by that. Like, she was the one who was saying, like, you said no to the THC. Did she? She said no. Yeah. They were going around and showing everyone's percentages or, you know, what their preferences were. Oh, and right. there were a lot of notable people that didn't want any. Oh, I know. Well, who is she trying to kid, too? It's not like she's never smoked weed before or eaten it. Give me a break. Right. And then I think my other highlight was Denise. And Doreen was so sweet to her about the jacket. And Denise is like, don't do this right now. Before we get into Denise, who was, you know, a story unto herself. Mm -hmm. What is the point, like Kyle was saying about the ring, like she's keeping her ring in the, uh, what did she say? It's at, at the, the bank. bank. Like being a vault. Like why though? So it was always okay to wear it all those other years? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why is it at the bank? I don't know. I mean, rich people do keep their rings in at the bank yeah. or in the bank. I don't even know what the phrase is. They really should. I do have family members, not myself, but I wish, um, that keep their big jewels at the bank, the safety deposit box. It would be so inconvenient to always have to go get it like that. I know. They go get it for like special events. Like, oh, the bank closed. Can you even imagine like having to 
Well, go get, I mean, it's your engagement ring or your wedding band. I don't know what it was, but like, I'm guessing her engagement ring, like of all the things to be at the bank, it's kind of odd. I know a lot of people get fakes, you know, they're like replicas. They're just like as a, you know, not as an expensive diamond or maybe cubic zirconia, but I just thought that was interesting. And it's just like Kyle being so defensive because she was like, okay, so you guys are saying my husband cheated on me and that's why I have this ring. Like, no, I bought the ring. And like, no one was saying that. She came at Sutton too. And it was Garcelle who suggested maybe that it was like an I'm sorry Sutton didn't say that Garcelle did which I respected because Kyle's gotta earn her check she's never giving us anything somebody press her on something exactly so they're scared of her because she obviously flips out in these moments and then she comes at Sutton being like well Sutton I don't bring up how you don't you know eat anything or like you know accusing her of anorexic so fucked up I have a friend who had that gash, the whatever the fuck it is, GERD on acid. I don't know. And they just had to get surgery to get it fixed. This is actually a thing. I believe it. I don't think Sutton's lying about that. I just think like that's such a bitchy move by Kyle. It is. Like, shut up. Your best friend Teddy doesn't eat. She forces other people to not eat. (laughs) Exactly. I just think it's so immature of Kyle to be like, you know, she's trying to make jabs at other people. I guess it's just what it comes down to is I think Kyle is ashamed of the fact that her marriage is failing, which like, you know, I understand that that is understandable that she would be ashamed or embarrassed. She's uh, lashing out at other people and, you know, coming at our favorite girl Sutton. I don't like it. The way she acts is like she doesn't want it to work out. So maybe she should be embarrassed. Well, exactly. She's acting like a child in every season or every um, scene with Mauricio, you know, being like, come on, why are you still in the phone? I know. Well, and you know what? Maybe that's deserved. Maybe she's had enough of his bullshit. But like, if you're going to act like everything's perfect for 10 years on screen, and then I don't want to feel depressed, you know, and not even say why or like what's happening. So many drastic lifestyle changes and, you know, become obsessed with another woman who you, you know, yeah, stalked on Instagram, apparently. Yes. So I appreciate Sutton doing the digging because everyone is, everyone's asking. Fancy Drew. She holds it down for us. (laughs) Nancy Drew. (laughs) (laughs) She is Nancy Drew. So yeah, I feel like, I mean, it was sad, you know, when Kyle was crying, basically when everyone leaves, it was like awkward. Like Denise or not Denise, um, Denise had left at this point. You know, she put on her backwards jacket. Upside down jacket. And walked out. Yeah. And saying, she knows, she knows. I love the whisper fight. That was like the greatest moment. (laughs) She does have these like daggers for eyes, like the way she looks at people. And oh my God. Also, do you guys remember the, um, when it was the COVID season or not the COVID season, but it was when during COVID and they had to do their, her, their reunion and Denise had like the most red bloodshot eyes. Yeah. What was that about? I don't know, but this scene with her and Dorit reminded me of those eyes that like haunt me in my dream. That was so funny. The chef or the waiter or whoever, Denise Richards is fucked up. Like that was gold. Hilarious. That like gives me shades of below deck when yeah. it's like the hell yes. talking about the... <laughs> I want that guy on Watch What Happens Live, either as a bartender or as a guest. I need him on there. Oh, that would be great. We know that Andy Cohen smokes, so he should do like a show where he gives them 
drinks the thc drinks and they like we can watch them do a watch what happens live while they're getting fucked up watch that i would totally want to be in the audience (laughs) and they're like asking they're asking each of them what like you know milligram they want in their drink and andy's like give me a 50 (laughs) or something oh my god my favorite Andy Cohen high moments are when, like, back in the day, you could just tell he was, like, higher than a kite. His eyes were, like, bloodshot, and he'd be hosting the reunion, and yeah. Oh, see, I feel like he is pretty good about, like, you know, he drinks and watch what happens live, but I don't I don't feel like I have any memory of him being, like, high during any of his, you know, he's a professional. Go back and see. No, this was, like, a long time ago, and I feel like I haven't seen this in a long time, but younger Andy Cohan, I'm telling you, he used to get, like, blazed up, and then... <laughs> Andy Cohan. I know, why am I saying Cohan? You know, it's like you think something in your mind, and then you say it, and it doesn't sound quite right, but... I'm also on some uh, painkillers from my surgery, so... You have an excuse. <laughs> Andy, whatever, all of it. I'm higher than Andy Cohen right now. I always try to watch him on New Year's Eve with Anderson Cooper. It's like the gay, just beautiful duo. Yeah. Bringing you here. But also they weren't able to, they were disinvited for last year, I believe, because they got so, Andy Cohen like went off on a rant about on like Ryan's crest (laughs) and had to apologize. Yeah, they don't want him to drink again, but like it's New Year's Eve. That's what it is. They weren't, he didn't, He's still on the show. They just can't drink. That's hilarious. Now, I feel like their ratings probably went through the roof. Oh, it was amazing. Every time he's on there, he's always doing something. I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, I want to see this all the time. They make Anderson Cooper take tequila shots and Anderson's like, no, not another one. (laughs) So good. It is so good. So let's touch on the Erica and Denise moment because I feel like this deserves some breaking down. You've got a theory I'm dying to hear. Well, it's not any, you know, it's not a crazy theory. It's just the fact that I think like the way we left it with Denise on the show and I had to do a little bit of research here because I didn't, you know, this is like three plus years ago that Denise was on and, you know, it ended where she, I think she was only on for one season, right? And it ended with her basically getting outed, you know, possibly, or just a hookup between her and Brandy, which I believe, you know, no shade, whatever. It's like, who cares if Denise hooked up with Brandy? Right. And just all the women trying to out that as fact. Exactly. Especially now with Kyle. But I think that the most, the the season kind of ended with, you know, Erica and Rena were really kind of were always aligned and were always, you know, their own alliance. Um, so I feel like Denise sees Erica as an easy target. She doesn't have Rena to back her up in this new situation where she's coming back on the show. And it was really Denise and Rena who ended that season, I believe, with, you know, Rena being like, ooh, you're so angry, you know, that scene. So I feel like Denise just sees Erica as part of the Rena alliance that she's taking out all of her anger as to how that season ended. Right. So that's what I think, that that's why suddenly in Denise's mind, Erica has a huge target on her back. I mean, all the women went up against Denise. I don't know why she's taking it out on Erica. Okay, I have a theory. My theory is not that she's got a big target on Erica. I think Denise feels like she is the easy target and is kind of lashing out, maybe trying to get ahead of the. I think she got bombed because she was nervous. And I think that she's lashing out before anyone can get to her. I think she thinks it's probably just a matter of time and sort of freaking out in her little 
drugged, drugged, drunken, whatever that was, um, upside down jacket situation. Alex, what's yours? Mine is that she saw this season, the second season, and is pissed at Erica for saying her daughter was already having threesomes. That was like not even about her daughter. That was about like, oh, those kids probably already had threesomes. Like, you know, and how advanced kids. Uh, that's my thought. That's what would make me come for blood. It, she was definitely messed up. So all good theories. But again, they were all talking about it. Like they only just happened to show a clip of Erica saying, like clarifying of a threesome that she'd had, I think. It, it was like all like I remember Kyle piping up. These were the days of Kyle having bangs because she had just shot Halloween or something. And oh yeah. They were all talking about it around the table. So I don't know. It's either way, misdirected. Denise seemed very normal the next day when she went out to lunch with Crystal, Sutton, and Garcelle. So also Crystal's confessional about that dinner when Denise was like, Oh, go watch the show. And Crystal's like, What show, bitch? In the confessional, honey, you are on a television show. There was cameras around you. What show do you think they're talking about? I think she was more insinuating like there is nothing to see. Oh, I was like, Crystal, what the fuck? This is another time I don't need you on my screen. She was like doing these weird things with her hands. She was like making the gun symbol. She was like, like, I don't get it. Oh, yeah. Bi- what show, bitch or something? And like, or Crystal, yeah. Yes, this, I was like, what is this? <laughs> she has no street in her other than breaking up her brother's engagement. And he is not the Justin Bieber of China. He has like 5,000 followers. I need to find out who gave him that title. It was probably Crystal. She did. Um, yeah, but also this is like an unusual argument because a lot of times housewives either aren't allowed or refrain from doing the whole watch the show fourth wall breaking. Maybe they made an exception for Denise Richards. Denise fucking Richards because... Of how she said it. Like, is she now considered a friend of on this show? Because I think so. And she also has a scene now that we didn't even get to where, you know, they bring up the OnlyFans. Like Erica saying, you know, I bought a bundle on OnlyFans. We didn't get that yet. For $7. Then they went down to a dollar. I would say, you know, in the, on the classiness scale, OnlyFans is slightly lower than a Las Vegas residency. <laughs> so... She has a beat there up by a little bit. I think it depends on where the residency is. <laughs> exactly. The peppermint rhino, you know. If she has a residency at the peppermint rhino, then, you know, that might. Peppermint rhino, that place is nicer. <laughs> How was it? Because I've heard about that place, but I've never been there. I don't know anything about it. And honestly, I mean, they're just hilarious. <laughs> Sapphires. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Sapphire is bigger and they have men of Sapphire. I have no desire to go to a male strip show. Sorry. Oh, it's so, I've even taken my mom. Shout out to my mom who I love went that with me. Thank you. That's so cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you though, Liz. I'm, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm with Sutton on that one. I did it with um, my sister for her bachelorette party. Shout out Caroline. Hope you're listening to this. Uh, you better. <laughs> It was a lovely place on um, the east side of St. Louis, which is technically Illinois. It goes into Illinois, and it's where all the strip clubs happen. It was a lovely, lovely establishment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, basically also Sutton reacting crazily to her, you know, in the name of situation, she's saying that she was reacting crazy 
during that time because she has a lot going on with her ex moving to London and with her son also moving. So, and Kyle's looking at her like, so, so what? Like, that's not a big deal. Like, Kyle has no empathy for anything else that anyone's going through. It's so gross. And what she doesn't, she's like, oh, I got to go to court for more money. What she doesn't understand is like, going to court is not fun. Not that I think like Sutton necessarily needs more money, but whatever. I guess fair is fair. She's going to be doing money. I think it's just about like, you know, her son being involved here. I saw on Reddit where somebody said maybe Sutton's magic might freak out and the whole, you know, I'm on the board of the American Ballet, whatever. Yeah, I think I still stand by like, I think that she was drunk. But also, what if that had to do with like a custody situation? Maybe she didn't want to be seen in that type of situation. Yes, I read that too. Yes. That's a good one. But also, didn't she know she was going to Magic Mike? What did she think they do there? I wouldn't have known. Like, did she suddenly realize? I wouldn't have known. You wouldn't have? Maybe she thought that, like, it's not full. You know what I mean? Like, the guy doesn't take off his underwear and, like, put a cowboy hat in front of his peeps. Like, I don't know. Like, she was the one that was like, look, I have all this money. We're ready to go. Right. You know? I don't know. I love her. I'm going to justify it anyway. <laughs> she is the one who's legit wrapped in cash. Wrapped in bacon, wrapped in cash. A bacon wrapped cash enigma. And that would be like the best kind of cash to get ever. Wrapped in bacon? Fuck yeah. Hopefully it would be greasy and slip out of somebody's hands so I could just keep taking it back. Sticks a little easier. You can fling it better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else? So Denise... You know, she goes, I thought it was funny that her and Camille arrived together, but Camille was like, I'm not going home with this bitch. Like, she stayed at the party longer. Who wants to be responsible for getting that in the door? Denise was walking out the door saying, she knows, she knows. So crazy. My favorite was saying, thank you. You're welcome. Pivotal moment in her drunk drunkenness somebody else said that during an argument this week who was it oh it was Sutton saying I'll say thank you for Kyle there's not a lot else that happened on Beverly Hills anyway I mean Amory and Kyle play pickleball who doesn't play pickleball which they call her bland Marie on the internet and I'm loving that I do want to touch on I think that so still at Kyle's house like this was such a long note-taking event for me um <laughs> so Kyle's holding a grudge against Sutton because Sutton is still close with Kathy they were talking about how Kathy got mad at Sutton Sutton was like I understand you know the wrath of how Kathy can let it out at you I think that Sutton's still mad at Kyle for this Kathy grudge this fight between Kathy and Kyle Kyle like her Roman Empire is the Kathy yeah. Hilton family. Everything, she just needs to be in good with them and her life is okay. She like will be miserable and depressed also like from her marriage ending and not being on good terms with Kathy Hilton and her family. So yeah. I'll stand by that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when Sutton said, oh, this is about Kathy, I think she might've been right. I don't know if it's Sutton that's mad about Kathy. I think it's Kyle that's mad about Kathy and she wants to prove Sutton wrong no matter what. Absolutely. Also, I think, you know, we get the scene, Dorit and her kids. And I will, I need you guys to go back and watch because Phoenix is so cute. She looks like a little Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Jagged too. Oh my God. They've like, thankfully, I think picked up, um, not PK's looks, (laughs) but Dorit's. Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully, none of PK's jeans are in there. 
I mean, I understand the homeschooling thing is like Dorit, you know, her PTSD manifesting itself, I think. And she's needing to have control over where her kids are. Her kids were in the house when she was robbed, right? right? Was that the whole thing? I mean, that's frightening. That's terrifying. So I just think that there's so much resentment that we see in her confessionals towards PK. Um, you know, she they're at that stage that is not a good stage in a marriage. You know, granted, I've never been married, but I've observed this in other marriages of where you are resentfully talking about someone that you're married to. And they're at that point, And that's not right. good. I agree. I don't talk about how she's like, you know, saying that PK is gone all week, has no involvement in their education and in their upbringing, and he sweeps in with his opinions. And I'm not going to lie, I joke around in my kit. I mean, I tell my oldest daughter, like, she's going to college here or I'm going to go live with her. Well, what mom wouldn't? Like, it'd be weird if a mom wasn't joking like that to me. But not in a way that I'm really going to insist on. I'll, I'll admit that. My mom was happy <laughs> to get rid of me. <laughs> I just keep coming back. My mom doesn't have an option. I'm sure she <laughs> loves it. I would love it. If your mom gets tired of you, just come live with me. Oh, awesome. I'll be on tour then. I need opinions from you guys on these two confessional looks of Dorit okay. that I've taken a picture of. Nope. We have, what is that, a, like a sheeny... Kind of a Boy George type look, no? It just looks so cheap. Even Boy George would pass. And I'm sorry that people... This isn't an uh, this is only an audio podcast that are, you know, or people can't see, but, you know, it's basically where she's wearing... She's got like curls on one side of her head and a choker. It's a satiny corset-like top Ugh. with a corset bolero, which is horrific. What the fuck is a corset bolero? I, did I say corset bolero? I meant like satin bolero. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, that's better. Jacket. I was like, wait, this, I mean, it seems like it should be... Uh, understandable, of course, it, but when it comes to Bolero, of course, I don't know. Bolero, no. <laughs> okay, here is the next confessional look that I love. It's Versace. I do eh, like it. She looks better. I am still obsessed with her and her dark hair. I will never stop loving her and her dark hair. Like, she needs to just never go back to blonde. No, I'm not into it. She's cuter as a blonde. Burnett. Gwen Stefani in that look. It's like a two braids in the front from like 2000 and a corset. That's very like Gwen Stefani back in the day to me for some reason. Giving early aughts. Early aughts. Yep. I think it's interesting how like Gwen Stefani was so present in our lives for the first like 20 years, but she like, I don't watch The Voice. I don't care about her and what's his face, the country singer. So uh, I feel like she could be making more of a splash and showing up to more red carpet events because she definitely is like a style icon. I know. She really is. I love her. Okay. The one thing I have to say about Erica meeting up with Mikey is that his face will not, does not move except for his eyeballs moving from side to side. It's it's scary. That's like Botox to another level. Has she had a lower facelift? Because she, if you notice, she never like turns her head. It's like her whole body or neck move, you know? I feel like she's just like that. She, yeah, she is a little robotic. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have to look. Erica talking to Mikey about how she wants, you know, her residency in Vegas is what she's going for, apparently, because she likes to shoot elephants, not warthogs. <laughs> so, whatever. I mean, if Erica, it would be so easy for her PR team to tell her that all she has to do is acknowledge the victims of Tom's scandal, and she would gain so much more sympathy in 
she would just gain so much more likability if she acknowledged the victims and wasn't selfish with, you know, her being the main victim in this Tom scandal. I am going to stand by the fact that maybe she can't or shouldn't because that might be legally because it might make her look herself look bad. I think she's legally, it's been made clear legally that she does not have any feelings. She is not being found guilty of being involved. Right. I'm pretty sure. Tom was so smart. I think he would know how to go around it to make sure that she doesn't get caught. I don't know. I'm I'm not the innocent until proven guilty person here. So <laughs> Me neither. I'm like, that bitch is totally guilty. How do you not know what your husband's doing? Like, I can understand to a certain amount. How do you not know where this money's coming from? I know. I, I think that she would not care enough. She would just see the money that he's giving her in the bank and being like, oh, she's doing really well. Honestly, I believe it. So I have a crazy story to like add into this. And I don't know if I've ever told you guys this. One of my exes is actually in federal prison right now for wire fraud and bankruptcy fraud. And the girl that he was with through all of this was the one he started dating after me. And like he was psycho. So I've always like kept tabs on him. But he's now serving prison and he like frauded $3 million. Oh, no. How did this woman not know? (laughs) No, that's bad. He was not the brightest. I don't think Erica wanted to know. I don't think she, like, he has a whole legal office. You know, I don't think she would have known. I really don't. I don't think she's that great of a person. I still don't think she would have cared. He's so baffled. He did at work. I think he was happy to, like, you know, put it in an account for her. She didn't ask me questions. Like, she's not yeah. some legal mind where she would be, you know, checking paperwork oh or, you know, looking at him skimming off the top for victims. I really don't. This is like not, this is not me saying Erica's a good person. I just really don't think she knew. I guess I'm just nosy. I'm like, in every, like, if I'm with you, I'm going to know your business. I'm going to be Googling your ass while I'm with you. And I'm going to see what's going to be coming he up. Had such a, he had such a golden reputation. You know, he was involved in the Erica, Aaron Brockovich dealings. Oh, I think yeah. that she thought he was a good man and a good lawyer, but like kind of a cutthroat lawyer at that. So, okay. Let's end with the final scene of Kyle, Dorit, and Kim going hiking. Crazy, crazy Kim. Yeah, she's on something. (laughs) I don't care what anyone says. She's still on something. I didn't realize that she hadn't like left her house at all during COVID. I don't think we knew that before, did we? Drawing animals on the wall? Sorry, she's on something. I mean, is it bad I want Kim Richards to come to my home and paint a mural with markers? (laughs) Carrots and Kathy will never let Kim Richards come draw a mural on their the walls for their children. I'm calling it now. She's never going to be allowed to do that. Like, they were pretty crazy looking drawings. They were not up to Paris Hilton standards, for sure. I mean, she's pretty talented, but what is happening with her? They're, they're kind of like weird. Like, you remember that kid from The Ring who would just draw circles over and over again? Like, they're Ugh, giving me that yes. vibe. Of just like, drawing on the wall, like over and over and over. Um, oh my God. Kim Richards slash the ring. It's like, 
instead of Kyle with Halloween, that could be like the next horror movie. She's the Samara girl that is like, you know, the one in the well that is haunting all the kids. I love her though. Like she's like such a, a fragile little fawn. Also, Kyle going into about how she's so upset. She doesn't, you know, she didn't hear anything about Paris giving birth. Frankly, Kathy didn't know until she was being given a baby to hold that that Paris had a baby. So that's another crazy thing. And I really will stand by the fact that Kyle, like she, if she's not right with the Hiltons, then Kyle's unhappy. All right. I'm going to segue into Paris and Love. I just watched most of season one of Paris and Love on Peacock. I've been checking that out. I kind of don't blame Paris for not keeping her mom informed because her mom won't even let her like keep books in the house. Like she packed it all up. Yeah. Kathy packed up all of her books because she thought she could do better with the decor, I guess. And so anyway, I've been watching a lot of that. I've been watching Paris Hilton, you know, her fiance trying to convince her to marry him. It's awkward. But they are married now. It happened. But I am still on season one. Yeah, this is not his first child. As Alex brought to my attention, this is his second. The first one is 10 years old. And he abandoned her, which is unfortunate because up until that point, I I liked the guy. I thought he was Mm -hmm. okay. Now I can't see him the same. I was so happy for her. I was so excited. I'm like, oh, Paris Hilton finally finding love. And then like the weekend of their wedding, this poor little girl releases a a public letter basically saying like daddy can you please love me which is so that's strange. not in the show at all right it's not in the show no it like happened the wedding weekend it came out that he had this like love child who i guess mel gibson was helping raise or something like that they thought it was mel gibson's original originally they dated the same girl or something i have no words this stuff is crazy and then his family's richer than the hilton like if i was that kid i'd be like hi hello i'd like some child support and some new shoes yeah Thank time you. for a paternity test child support and new shoes <laughs> <laughs> me too i think he's my dad as well I'll take anybody to pay me some money right now it's <laughs> new shoes. probably younger than me but i think he's my dad it's science y'all i think we should move on to miami what do you guys think? Let's, yeah. let's keep it moving. I think we started back at the um, fuck cancer party and they get right into Julia seeing the opera. And I loved it. Kind of was touching how much Martina loved it. I'm not going to lie. I cringed a little bit when she started singing. And then when it was over, Martina liked it so much. I was like, thank God. It was not a great performance by julia um i will preface this by saying that um in high school i was in the ledoux opera club thank you very much we traveled one chicago to see operas i know it was more of just like i think opera is cool i'm not the biggest fan um our leader allison moritz was an amazing opera singer she i think still to this day directs operas um yeah cool but that's all I'll say, that's the only opera experience that I have. So yeah, I don't think Julia did an amazing job, but I do give her credit because it. Uh, Martina was like so blown away by it. Well, and it just kind of shows that special connection that they must have had over it. I thought that was sweet. And I like that Julia said later on that Martina told her it was like the sweetest thing anybody had ever done for her. I thought that was so nice. I wouldn't have done that in hell to the no, but it was very sweet of her. I'm impressed by Adriana being able to play the piano so well. Yeah. Adriana is really like a badass. She has a lot of like, um, seems like talents that 
she has a lot of interesting things about her. Like she has some connection to the art world, which I think is cool. She definitely does have badass qualities. She got Emilio Estevez in her corner now. Like I'll respect that. Exactly. Speaks five languages. Emilio Estevez is the guy from um, Mighty Ducks. No, I totally thought the same thing when I saw him. On- oh! <laughs> <laughs> he has a Barbie too that came out this year. He's a what? He has a Barbie. Yeah, her and Stevie Nicks too. Stevie Nicks is, is already like sold out pre-sale. It's insane. I didn't know that was a thing. I love Stevie. I love Fleetwood Mac. Always been a fan. I was never a Fleetwood Mac fan, but I was like raised on Lindsey Buckingham. And until recently, found out that he was a part of. He like was Fleetwood Mac, him and Stevie Nicks pretty much. Who's the lady that passed? Sorry, I can't remember. I her. know. I can't think of her name. Uh, but I love her. It was really sad that she passed. She was young, I feel like. She was young. It's so sad when all these young people pass, and they're so good. I know. The cancer party, um, Lisa comes in after, you know, having calling the cops on Lenny. Oh, my God. Don't abuse our police system. Okay, somebody taunting you is not a reason to call the police enough. I also thought that he, like, got his own place while they were still at the house with the kids. Am I wrong in thinking that? He must have. I mean, it's not like he lives there. I think he just came in and she was pissed off about it. And I love Lisa, but come on. They're all right. She needs to get the hell out of there. She does. Just, like, go rent an apartment or something. I mean, I guess it is you don't really want a house of that size just sitting empty. But like, well, it'll be different when he's not the one paying for it. Say she gets that house. Who's going to pay the property taxes? Who's going to pay for that place? And of her wanting to create normalcy of her kids not having to move. Like, I totally get that. Bullshit. She doesn't want to leave that mansion. It's a toxic place. Like, I wouldn't want to stay there. Well, I mean, listen, I feel like once she moves out, that's it. She knows that, like, you can't just go move into a nice other, like, amazing place. Like, she will be on her own. She won't have him paying for it, probably. Like, I can understand what she's doing strategically, but, like... Jody pays for that place currently. I'm pretty sure. Get out. Pays for what? Her place? No, because the, the responsibility would ultimately fall on Lenny. It would, like, ruin his credit, right, if they defaulted. I have a feeling he's paying for all of that. I will send you guys the documentation. I'm pretty sure she admitted somewhere that that Jody is paying for her portion, which is insane. If I were Jody, I'd be like, enough. Like, that's insanity. She's just, like, really going off the rails with this. I mean, I know that she's being forced to go off the rails because of the insanity that is being forced on her by Lenny. Well, is she... It's not good, but at the same time, like, girl, it's been like a year at this point where they're filming. I think it's been about a year or maybe it's been about a year now. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But like you have to just put one foot in front of the other and keep it going. You can't just be pissed off at your ex-husband forever and expect like when she said in the car, I felt bad for her because she's like, karma's going to get them. That's not always true. Okay, that's that is a um something that people say to try to make you feel better in the moment, but that's that's not necessarily true. He's gonna move on and be fine. He's a plastic surgeon. Don't wait for something bad to happen. Don't wait for the other shoe to drop. Nothing bad is gonna happen to them that she's aware that she knows. She needs to be alone for a little while. I just find it so crazy when yes. people just move on because they can't be alone. 
And I think that's what this is right now. Mm-hmm. Like she's a gorgeous woman. She will find someone that isn't, you know, once she's healed, she will find someone. I think she already did. You think Jody? I mean, she's into it. He's really into her. So I think that she likes That's that what I feel like she's her. using him. She talks him up. But I just, she's still obviously still like got her over Lenny um, rejecting her, basically. She's having those kids call yeah. him Uncle Jody. That's so messed up. I think it's better than being like, oh, this is my boyfriend. They don't need to know if some guy comes in and out of her life, honestly. Too early for those kids to be around that situation. Just, I think, yeah, a few months is probably appropriate. Um, I just, I don't know about the uncle thing. I agree with like the family friend thing. I think the uncle thing is super, super weird. Never understood that, but I don't know. Yeah, see family friend. Don't be like, oh, this is uncle so-and-so. That's so, every traumatized child has a story like, like, I don't need these kids going in that Some creep uncle, probably. Uh, that condo that they went to go view was insane. Oh, that was ridiculous. There's no way in hell you could afford that. That's nicer than Jody's house. The HOA was $4,100. Just the HOA. That made me want to throw up. <laughs> Buffalo is not so bad now, is it? <laughs> um, also, I don't get this whole thing. I mean, Lisa has a new home fragrance. Like, what is that? This is literally the same company that Mauricio and Kyle, like, they randomly have commercials of. It pops up on Bravo. Oh, yeah. I heard it. Yeah. It's so random. I, I don't know. Maybe Lisa does need to start making money. I don't think that's a bad idea for her to have something I, I think a home fragrance line is a bizarre twist she should be doing something in the makeup or you know she's had the same confessional look for a while but i think it's so cute i love the like the orange and the brown and pink ensemble that she wears it's so cute yeah i do like it there's something off about it that i can't figure out what it is it's almost no. like she's puffy no, there is or something <laughs> oh i love that it's just her hair it's like just too big on one side i think I like it. I'm from the South, though. The bigger the hair, the closer to God. You know what they say. Amen. Praise me. Um, anything more about Lisa before we... Um, I want to know why she took Lenny's Rolls Royce or whatever they were driving down to their getaway. I thought they, like, Alexia was driving one that was his, and then they were in, like, one that was Jody's or something, if I recall correctly. I might be wrong. I'm not enough of a stand to know which one is Lenny's and which one is Lisa's, you know? Yeah, I have no idea, but I'm like, what the hell? Like, he accused her of putting a listening device, and then she takes the car. Maybe that's why. Maybe that was her opportunity to get it out, to get the listening device. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't... I need to go to this farm where they went, where... Alexia, Julia, and Nicole went to go pick sunflowers. That was like my flower child dream. <laughs> that was stunning. See, I have these two parts of my personality where I want to like be a flower child and lean into the hippie lifestyle. Mother God. Not the mother God hippie lifestyle, but the but just the hippie lifestyle. But then, you know, I see a cute pair of shoes or a, you know, a cute outfit and I'm snapped out of that. Uh, out of that phase. There's no part of me that wants to be hippie. No, thank you. I have to shower, but I'm on like the spectrum of a hippie, I think. Hippie that showers. We love it. Yeah, that's that's the only kind that I would find acceptable. Okay, so I thought it was pretty cringy how hard Julia was pushing Alexia to be her roommate in Palm Beach. Eek. 
Maybe Julia just doesn't understand, but Alexia made it pretty clear that was never going to happen. And I think the Todd jokes, like she wasn't serious. Maybe she was just making uncomfortable jokes because, you know, obviously the lesbian things right there. It's so easy to like, you're like, oh, I got to ask Todd. Ha ha. But that's her saying, I don't want to room with you. That's it. I just don't get why it's even brought up. Like, I, I don't get the connection or like, also... Alexia was like, oh, yeah, we need to give you a makeover before we go to Palm Beach. Like, what? Like, Julia the model, I haven't seen her weight fluctuate at all. I mean, she doesn't need any tips from Alexia. No. The only tip would be tits out. That's all she would give her. Ugh. Alexia just being Teresa 2.0. That's all I think about when I see her now. I just, I don't know. I really, I kind of felt for Julia, but I'm like, girl, if the answer wasn't yes, it's a no. It's a no. Please move on. Why do you want a room with her so bad? Doesn't make sense. Yeah. I could understand her like wanting to like build that friendship up, but honey, get a clue. She didn't want a room with And who would Adriana room with then? She's not going to go with Marisol. Well, wait, we kind of forgot to talk about the end of the Gertie and Larsa fight where Gertie basically, I mean, she leaves. Larsa, you know, is left confused as Larsa is. Larsa's dumb. Yeah. I don't get how she can't see she didn't, she did something, you know? I mean, on her getting railed at the reunion by Andy Cohen. That's like the most I'm looking forward to. She's too stupid to care or understand. And it's so hard. She won't even like defend herself because she's so stupid. She just sits there like, oh, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. Like she won't even acknowledge the actions that she's taken. You can tell the girls anyway. So what? How? All the editors have the footage of Larsa saying, oh, I won't tell anyone. Like joking about it. Like, oh, I'm going to go tell TMZ. Yeah. That's despicable. Do we want to keep talking Miami? I feel like we've kind of, there wasn't a lot else to talk about. I think that. Didn't we end? They were driving to Palm Beach. Did we? We got to Palm Beach. Everyone rushes. They rushed to find their rooms. You know, the, they're like multiple shows this week of the women rushing to their rooms, which is kind of funny. I think the main takeaway is Lisa, stop talking about Lenny. They're all, they've all had it. Nobody wants to hear about Lenny anymore. Like we get it. He cheated on you and you feel like a victim, but really you're doing fine. You're in Miami. You're still being fabulous. Is there too, like, I, she's still just clearly grieving the situation. Like she isn't over it. And I understand that, but like, it's, he's so disgusting like it's easy to move on from a man that's so disgusting so she has that in her corner I don't think I wouldn't necessarily say that it would be easy and I feel like you know hell hath no fury like a woman scorned of course the thing is is and I get it like if she is that pissed off and it can be like overwhelming and take over your life a little bit and it's all you want to discuss because you just feel so wrong to want like justice and you want people don't understand what you're going through. But at the end of the day, everybody has their own life and you got to move on. And like, if everybody's telling you stop talking about Lenny, which I would really feel like they have had to have come to like some breaking point at that point, because I can't imagine telling anyone to be like, hey, stop talking about your divorce. I can't take it anymore because that is so rude. Then it must be serious. Like she needs to, to zip it enough. That's my two cents. I think she needs to be single. Like that was, the best advice I got after my divorce was you need to be single for a year 
it really didn't help me adjust because that's a huge difference. So I can only imagine what she's going through, but like, come on, you're making everybody tired. You just got to move on. Whatever that may look like, I think being by yourself is good, but. Although I will say I didn't enjoy Gertie giving her opinion last season and then bringing it up this season about how like, oh, you're in the Lisa lane and you need to go forward with you and your kids. Like, man, yeah, you haven't exactly. been divorced with children. Like, shut up. One time I will agree with Larsa. <laughs> for Gertie to muzzle it. <laughs> One point for Larsa. That's all we got for the whole, uh, yeah, for the whole three seasons that they've been back. Yes. <laughs> Negative 4,343. <laughs> Salt Lake was good. I liked Salt Lake. I thought it was so funny. The bathtub situation with Meredith was hilarious. I hate when they do this, though. Okay, just to set up, we're on our way to Bermuda. Um, you know, they're going going through everyone packing. They always do this in every franchise. Is like the scenes, which I, it's it's cute to see. Like, you know, the different scenes of everyone with their family helping to pack. But yeah, so Meredith got sick, I guess, on the way to Bermuda on the flight. Um, it was weird that Whitney was like calling out that she took two benzos. Like, shut up, Whitney. No one cares. Like, <laughs> some people have higher tolerance. Yeah, we, all, we know. Like, we already know. Some people have higher tolerance and need two Xanaxes. I hate these tropes. And like Meredith getting so pissed about not having a bathtub because it, it's just like, Basically, this boils down to Meredith just wants respect because she thinks she's no G, which she is. I mean, she's no G for Salt Lake City. But, like, this is just an issue where she feels like she deserves to get first pick of the rooms because of her status as, you know, Queen Bee or whatever on the show. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. I don't know. I think she's just being an asshole. I just want to know, which one of us would you get, like, if you guys were in that situation, would you give up your room with a bathtub or would you invite her in? I think I would be like, look, if you want to use my bath, you can. Like, I really don't care. But I'm not going to, like, give up a good a good view. I like a room with a view. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, I'd be like, you can go there. I don't take baths, so I would give her my room as long as it didn't have a good view that I was missing out on. That's what I want, a good view. Yeah, to me, it's like closet makeup doing space a good view but i mean yeah i'm not gonna give up a room with all of that good stuff but she can use my bathtub i don't care no meredith didn't need a good space to get ready in because she got ready in her bed glam came to do her makeup while she was laying there dying that was like my favorite part that was so great it's like she got an iv right like was she really like so she's dehydrated so but like not hungover dehydrated, but I guess. She was probably hungover. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she took all those Xanax and then Whitney mentioned she drank a bunch. So I'm sure that didn't help. Maybe she was getting sick and that kind of threw her over the edge. I don't know. We also see the room in the balcony where Heather has her freak out. I'm wondering if that's going to be next episode or like how long we're going to be in Bermuda. So I'm excited because they like intentionally yeah. made it you know, that a very clear shot of the rooms when they were panning through all of them. Should be interesting. I just could not stop laughing about the scene where they kind of split off into their little groups because it's like Whitney versus Lisa at this point because of the fight that they had at Meredith's plated meal kit service party. This is ridiculous. I really think Whitney has like some serious misplaced anger and it's taking 
all of her, you know, sadness out on Heather, which is just silly. I mean, or not Heather, uh, Lisa, Lisa and Heather. She eventually took it out on Heather during the dinner. The scene where they were just, they first got lunch at the house and then they all went to go sit in there. It was like Angie and Whitney and Meredith and Heather, or no, sorry. Angie and Whitney were down sort of by the beach and then Heather and Lisa were, I think, up on one of the balconies or something eating. And it was literally the battle of the big sunglasses. Everyone had on the craziest looking sunglasses. It was so Yeah, funny. they really did. That was great. Like, stop trying to make massive fucking sunglasses happen. Yeah. And we're not talking like the cute, like, you know... Like, I have big sunglasses, but we're talking, like, half your face, like, goggle-looking shit. They're not cute. It's like a lab mask. A lot of Angie's are basically, they look like full, like, the face mask, just a little bit shorter than an actual, like, you know, face visor. Yeah, it's like she's so worried about COVID, so she's covering most of her face up. Fucking lab mask goggles. The bathtub argument is really dumb. I'm not going to, I don't want to comment too much more on it because I don't like to. um... Although I want to know why she can't sit at the bottom of a shower. We've all done it. I don't like to do that in someone else's. (laughs) Are you talking about being so hungover that you sit at the bottom of a shower? I feel like if I'm going to be that hungover, I'm just going to lay in bed, not try to shower. You've never, oh, I've done that. (laughs) I've been dizzy enough. In showering where I've had to like sit down, but that's only if I'm like super sick or something. But yeah, I, I, I'm not a sitter in the shower person. Sorry, Alex. You just outed yourself. Yeah, I thought this was normal <laughs> behavior. That's okay. It's okay. Some of us just aren't as innovative as you. That's all. Better maybe she can't bend down that low. I don't well, know. Whatever. It's all the Xanax. She'll probably fall down. She should not shower with Xanax in her system. That's a bad combo. I thought that was so strange. Like, you're all sick and fucked up and you have no appetite and you're drinking wine. But I did like that they talked about Angie being involved with the Greek mafia. And then, as an example, showed her, like, making it rain on children for Easter. I know. I know. I knew they were going to show that also. I knew that was where that scene was headed. I don't know. I find mafia discussions kind of dumb also. Like, is are we really going to care if she... I don't care. Like, be involved in the Greek mafia. That That's, like, more entertaining. I mean, it would make sense of why she's trying to... Yeah, like, why are you trying to rip Greece so hard? Like, I've been there, and it is dope. But you don't need to talk about it in literally every scene. And have a Greek bikini. A Greek flag bikini. Like, this shtick has got to end. But if she's in the Greek mafia, I'd let it slide. Yeah. True. Like she's so hardcore that she's, you know, her family's in the Greek mafia. Yeah, that actually, I like your point there. She isn't exactly picking sides. She's kind of friends with everyone or trying to be, except for with Meredith, of course, who I don't even know why they have such a hard on for each other. They just do. But also, like before they went into that whole part about the Greek mafia, I was just thinking about how. It's such a common theme on Housewives that a staple of the franchises is that they basically go to a restaurant and argue so loudly and insanely that I just want to know what the people in the restaurant are thinking when this happens. Like, I want to live to be in a restaurant 
when housewives come in and start like having a fight. Like that's on my bucket list. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, I feel like probably everyone around them is just like, y'all at my table, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to listen. They don't often show reactions of other people in the restaurant, which is funny. It's so good when they do though. It's so good. Was there a little blonde guy that they showed in Beverly Hills a few seasons ago looking at Sutton? For some reason, there's like some background person who like stands out to me. That was New York. Oh, maybe it was New York. Yeah, he was so judgy. Okay, that guy, I can't, I couldn't remember where he's from. He stands out to me like, because I use that gif. He has a gif that I use a lot of him. So yeah, that was just my little, you know spiel on how I want to see a housewives fight in the wild. That would be amazing. What else happened this week? Do we want to go back to the Lisa, Whitney, and Heather fight? No. Because basically it was just no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just over it. I know. It's not really like I don't I don't know that it's even that relevant. I did like how Whitney told Heather that she was making Lisa a better person. I thought that was great. That's suitable for Whitney being delusional, I think. Yeah, I agreed. Alex, was that you talking about the Nickelodeon orange? They're all wearing Nickelodeon orange. I wrote that. Everyone's wearing orange. She looks like a parking cone. What about the DMs? Meredith and Monica's DM that they got? Oh, right. Well, that was more about the, that was like the Greek mafia stuff. Or just about how they. Well, Sean and Angie being shady as fuck. But to me, that spells out Greek mafia. It's just funny that Monica is the one bringing this all to the forefront when, like, she has so much shady shit in her in her life. She's coming back, though. Monica will be back. No one wants her back, and I really hope she doesn't get iced out. I I hope she stays strong. I'm sorry if they brought Jen Shaw back year after year. They're gonna bring her back. I hope they bring her back. I hope so too. I'm just worried she won't because no one wants her back because apparently no one's talking to her right now. I want to know what she's done to um, Meredith to get her mad at her. Yeah, I need to know. So exciting for the rest of Salt Lake City. We might be talking about it first next week. Yeah, it should be interesting. Gonna see what happens. All right, seven charm. I loved how they went to that one waterfall where they filmed a cocktail. It's the best movie ever. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen cocktail? No, is that with Tom Cruise? Yes, and Elizabeth Shue. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But like, I don't know. I feel like it was one of those TV movies I saw a thousand times as a kid. And now, like, it's just a classic for me. I've never seen it. Like, you know, there's so many movies. They're always on TV. I feel like I've never seen that one being shown on TV. It's a good one. I feel like it's a CW Saturday afternoon type movie. CW? Really? You think so? Well, they used to play like. Or TNT, what is it, TNT? TNT, yeah, that's like a TNT. CW is like Riverdale and stuff. Like, yeah. Back in the day, Dawson's Creek. They do a lot of local programming. Do they? I haven't watched them in years. <laughs> me neither. I only watch Bravo now. It's all that matters to me. So for Southern Charm, I just would like to start out that what I think happened with Austin and Taylor is that they did have sex and it was good. So that was why they took that to their families and was like, should we date? I don't think you kiss once and say, oh, wait, let's go ask our families. We should talk about dating. Yeah, no. I think they all need to get over it, though. Like, it's stupid at this point. Like, who cares? I think Olivia being upset about this over and over is, like, kind of ridiculous. She's losing her power when she's getting so upset. I think she just needs to be... I don't know. It's just Austin. Ugh. 
I want to strangle him. I blame Taylor a lot. She's a hoe. Who cares? And so is Austin. I mean, look, we can say that Taylor's a hoe, but like he is too. He's a massive hoe. And so. But girl code. Yeah, girl code. Like that's your friend. You don't do that. Well, and she's so upset about Shep, but she's like the one who kind of destroyed that shit. Right. I mean. Well, I guess he's a cheater. I don't know what happened, but it kind of seemed like they went out of the country together, right? And she got mad because he's like too rich or something and doesn't sleep on floors to help the poor in other countries. It was the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but. I just thought he wouldn't commit to her. He didn't ever want to marry her. So I think that's how she felt burned by him. Yeah, but if you're going to feel judged for traveling wrong and for doing everything wrong, are you really going to commit to someone? No. I didn't think remember her judging him for that honestly yeah they talked about it in the reunion so let's be real clear she liked him for his money she wanted his money sorry and to say that she tamed him like oh i got him to settle down i'm the one you think so every woman wants to be able to say that they tamed a wild child Mm -hmm. she's young enough that that would be a goal yeah that's true we've all all done it i've done it all been there Yeah. I mean, I just love it when they have those conversations at the table where like they're all talking about each other, but they're all at the table. They're just like having side conversations, basically. And just the fact that JT, wait, so was it JT was picking up Taylor or no? I thought that was weird. They said JT was. I did not think it was cool how Shep told Craig like, oh, maybe your girlfriend's cheating on you. And that's what the problem is. That's not cool, dude. I think that they're just referring to when Paige was like dating both Andrea and or hooking up with Andrea and Craig. Like that was. Oh, you think so? I think that wouldn't even count. I don't know how much more we have to say about Southern Charm. I mean, I feel like that was pretty much the whole episode was waterfalls in the fight with Taylor and Austin again. They need to get somewhere with this storyline because they're starting to lose me. Yeah. And I'm going to be pissed if like that story is still going on at the reunion. Like we need to get somewhere. And like as much as I love Madison, like I don't care a ton about her pregnancy journey or like taking out her IUD. I could care less. (laughs) If I believed it, I would, I think I would care more. I don't know that I believe that she wants another kid. Is it any like, she just had that body. You think she's going to wreck it? I think she's going to change her mind because it's not real. So we'll see. I've heard sometimes they like, oh, who was it? Brandy from Dallas. They like did her mommy makeover too tight. Oh. And then she ended up having like a miscarriage. And then she had that other kid that they have now. Potomac is just basically the ladies going to Austin and then this stupid argument with NECA and Wendy and it being a really confusing and vague situation between two women who are either related or are friends with Wendy and we don't know them. And even like they're showing the confessionals of the women being like, I don't know what's going on. So right. like, how are we as the audience supposed to follow this? Right. And I, I'm, thinking that it's basically wendy getting defensive i I don't know the argument is basically if the women know each other and like they're arguing over like i knew of you but i didn't know you and like it's so dumb who cares although i do like neca for bringing all the drama so far without her we'd have nothing and that awkward scene of her going to the doctor and these two men like the two men who are doctors like being like oh i'm sure it's not 
I'm sure the issue is not this with the sperm of your husband. Like, right. you know, you guys have been trying for months, but I'm sure the sperm is fine. I'm like, no, it was gross. Misogyny. Yeah. Well, so we first see Mia and Gordon go into therapy. That was, I don't know. I like felt for them. For some reason, I know Gordon's really gross, but I have like some kind of a soft spot for him because that would suck to have your family cut you out of the business. Whatever is going on there is weird. Also, so then and when they are in Austin, Mia's confiding to Robin because um, basically what happened with Mia is that they found out their lawyer was taking money from them and then committed suicide. And that actually a similar thing happened with Robin and Juan. Yeah, that's like exactly how they lost all their money, right? Their friend did, right? That's so crazy. A friend that was in their wedding and then he ended up committing suicide. So that was really crazy. So confused as to why Giselle and Candace are like continuing to stonewall each other to the detriment of this show. Like they are refusing to talk to each other. Right. And it's like, we can't have a housewives show where two of the main, I mean, they're two of the best personalities on the show. Like we need them. I definitely, I mean, I feel like Giselle was in the wrong with all of that and she just needs to apologize. But Giselle will never admit any wrongdoing ever. She was disparaging Candace's husband. Yeah. I mean, come on. Chris does not want you. Yeah, exactly. That like Chris wanted her. That's why he cornered her in the room. Like, come on. Chris didn't want Giselle and he didn't want Sesame Street. He wanted none of it. Big Bird. Yeah, exactly. I think that's it on Potomac. Yeah. We can go to crazy, crazy, crazy Witcher House. No, it's not really crazy. Speaking of Giselle. Danielle. Danielle. Yeah, Danielle. Twerking on the phone. Yeah, that was cringe as hell. Unnecessary, Giselle. We did not need that crossover. But that's the one that we got. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it just felt so out of place. Like Jason was barely there for like 24 hours and then we get Giselle yeah. twerking on the phone. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I also don't care for Sandy. Captain Sandy can fuck right off. I don't like her. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's off the island. My dislike is for how much she favorited Malia during that. I don't know if you guys watched that below deck season where they no. basically trashed hannah um you know malia basically setting up hannah and showing that hannah had like the xanax and a weed pen and like took a picture of it sent it to sandy and the all was because hannah wouldn't let malia move into the room with her because her boyfriend the chef had like just come on to the show right under the boat so I hate Malia. She can fuck right off too. I've never started to like her again. Like she just doesn't do anything redeeming for me. She had a horrible outfit at BravoCon. So I hold that against her. Right. As we should. It was awful. The Winter House opens with Tom leaving to go to the VPR reunion. We know what happens there. He gets throttled basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the most important points are of Danielle getting territorial with Alex, which is just another cringe, cringe fest. Yeah. Because I can't take Corey's family. I don't care about him. I don't care about his family. Go. Leave. Same goes for Sam, though. I'm not very excited to see his situationship next week. See, I like Sam, but I'm with you. I, I don't really care about their relationship. I'd rather see her on my screen than him, though. I'm starting to feel a little bit bad for Alex right now. Like, I don't particularly like him, but Danielle needs to chill out. She's next level, guys. Like, she's just not realizing that she's still really hurt from... I mean, they opened the season with saying that she basically came out to Aspen where... What's her boyfriend's name again? 
Rob? Robert. Oh, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Robert. Um, so, you know, it was like her Hail Mary attempt to, I guess, make up with him and save the relationship. I'm guessing he rejected her. And so she's still hurt by that. So her reacting this way, I'm taking it as just a straight reaction to being rejected. And she's going so crazy. Apparently she... Who was it? Oh, Katie Flood was, I hate it when they call her Floody, that like irrationally enrages me for some reason. Katie Flood was on Watch What Happens Live and saying that like Danielle can party like no one she's ever seen. So I'm taking that whole box situation as her being drunk. Yeah, probably. I hope because she was scary irrational with that. She got mad at, what is his name, Brian at the package his mom sent. There's nothing wrong with Ryan. He's perfect. He's so fun. I so really don't care. I hate pregnancy scare stories. They're such a waste of time. Such a trope that they keep doing in different... In, I don't know. They don't do it as much on Housewives as they do it on these, you know, secondary shows of like, oh, we're waiting. Well, and just the many times that Lindsay Hubbard has done it on Summer House. Yeah. Well, I just don't think that Amanda and Kyle are really interested in having a kid because that means their career is over. They're not, she's not a housewife. She's on Summer House, which means you have to run a Summer House with your friends or with your fake friends. And she can't really do that if she's got a kid. I don't think they are interested. Even if she didn't sat out her first year, you can't be bringing a one-year-old or whatever to the summer house. No crazy parties. Hilarious how Danielle keeps criticizing everyone for being low energy. Like that sort of thing to Jordan, like you're being low energy. And then to, what's his name, Alex, she's being like, you're being low energy. It's just like, God. You're sucking all the energy out of the room, girl. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) I don't have anything else on Winter House except for I know that Kyle's snowsuit in the last scene was from Tipsy Elves because I bought one of those snowsuits for a zombie snowstorm apocalypse Halloween party. So that's where nice. I'll end it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I, I like it. it. Is there any other Bravo gossip we wanted to go into? I heard that Gertie got shunned at a Beverly Hills party, some housewives of Beverly Hills Christmas party or something. And I don't think it was Kathy Hilton because of Larsa. So I don't know if that's true or what happened, but wait, because Larsa was at DirecTV holiday party that all the randos went to where yeah, maybe it, was, it was where they had an after party at Crystal's house. Oh, I heard it was Crystal because she wasn't in that picture with everybody else. Wait, was Gertie at Crystal's? I don't know. No, I guess she wasn't in that photo. So that's why I thought it was that one. Either way, that's shady. But yeah, I could see that being Larsa's. Good for Ariana. I honestly thought she was going to win Dancing with the Stars. I thought that was like... She got third, but she's going to be on Chicago. Yeah, she's going to Broadway. What Erica was? Was Erica Roxy Hart? Yeah, and NeNe Leakes. Yeah, NeNe did it first, I think. And then I think, did Rena do it? I think Rena might have done it. They like their housewives. Um, And then how about, what do you guys think about um, John Jansen and Alexis Bellino and how she might be coming back? Poor Shannon. Okay, so the justification I saw in an interview with Alexis Bellino saying she doesn't know. She's like never had a relationship or friendship with Shannon. Okay. I think a lot of people are assuming that they were friends just because of the, you know. The connection. Okay, I think John Jansen is a piece of shit. Like, why are all these people clamoring to be 
in relationships with him. He's like dry as a piece of toast and apparently is verbally abusive. So. Oh, he- fuck that then. I thought he was like Slade. Like Slade's a deadbeat, but like he goes through housework. I don't hate Slade. I shouldn't say hate. That's a strong word, but he's just. Ugh. Just a grifter. Yeah, grifter. Like John Jansen, like would call Shannon fat. Like Shannon told that to, you know, the housewives, like to Heather Dubrow. Yeah, that's not good. But she would get drunk and do it and then forget. Ooh, that's sad. Not cool. I just wouldn't want my ex to be on the show with somebody else. Hell yeah. Screw that. I don't want him to get a check ever for anything. Shannon needs to date an amazing, funny man that will make her laugh and will love her eccentricities. That would be good. She needs that. Yeah. I think Dr. Moon needs to set her up with somebody. I thought you were going to say marry Dr. Moon. Oh, I would marry Dr. Moon if you would let me. Dr. Moon has a lot of energy (laughs) after his, you know, daily doctor duties to set people up. Danielle might say low energy. He's a little low energy. Yeah. Low energy. Low energy. Thank you guys so much for listening. I think that's all we've got today. Um, Definitely check us out on Instagram. Bravo should be fun podcast. That's our handle. Check us out. Don't forget to check out Kitten Double XO on Instagram as well. If you want to hear more of our song. And I think that's all we've got. I hope everybody has a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.